Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host. And today, we're going to be talking to some of our fantastic candidates who are out there trying to bring the ideas of liberty to, yes, the amazing voters here. And today we're talking about the Michigan 2nd District. Before we get there, I want to go ahead and give a special shout out to today's sponsor. At this point, you folks better know him, and I hope you love him. It is the one and only Expat Money Show with our dear friend, Mikel Thorup. Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat, where you can go ahead and not only check out the amazing Expat Money podcast. Why? Because you want to make sure you're protecting the money you work so hard to earn from those ambulance-chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and of course, those greedy, unjust governments, but also you can go ahead and sign up for the free, yes, I said free, virtual summit taking place November 7th through November 11th, five days, 30 expert speakers. It is the Expat Money Summit, and uh, yes, you can go ahead and join our good friend, Mikel Thorup. Why? Because he helps people just like you invest internationally, secure second passports and residencies, eliminate that tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again one more time it's briannicholshow.com forward slash expat get your tickets to this free virtual summit today all right folks so on to today's episode i'm excited for this conversation we're talking to our amazing candidates out there who yes are running with the ideas of liberty behind them and that is one thomas norton he's joining us from michigan second tom welcome to the brian nichols show well thanks for having me there on there brian Absolutely. Tom, looking for this conversation because you're taking a second from uh, going out, knocking on doors, out doing the, the candidate life right now. You're actually on the road in your car talking to us. Thank you for joining the program today. And you're out there speaking to tens, quite literally thousands of folks every single day. Talk to us. What's been the reception from folks up there in Michigan second? Well, well when we ask them for yard signs at this moment, they kind of look at us and they say, Mr. Norton, are you sure you need another one out? But um <laughs> We we've been we've been knocking doors for a couple of months. Obviously, we're at about eighteen to twenty thousand doors is roughly the time frame where we're at, and we're getting into the next part where we're going to probably knock another ten to fifteen thousand over the next couple of weeks. And uh, so it's been pretty interesting. The reception we get is a lot different because I tell people when we hit the door, I'll say, "Hey, my name's Tom Norton. I'm running for U.S. Congress, and I'm running because I'm sick of my fellow Republicans not having a backbone." <laughs> the moment I say that, everybody's usually like, "Okay, I like this guy." And then we usually have a unique conversation. And then I tell them, I was like, you know, the things I want to do different is uh, I want to go through and I actually want to put the Pledge of Allegiance and the Constitution back in public schools. I want to actually stand up when we're doing bills like Title IX and actually put attachments to it from the Republican side to weaponize it in a way that Democrats want to help us in getting rid of the Department of Education. I, I don't think we should have federal funding for it, but for as long as it's there, we might as well as Republicans make sure that there's things like, you know, go to the bathroom you were assigned at birth, some basic biology. It's a novel idea. Um, uh, the Constitution Pledge of Allegiance place in every classroom. And if it's not there, they lose their Title IX funding. They do this for CRT. They do this for the socialist programs. How about we shove it up there and show a little bit more of a basic civics? And uh, I think that within a year or two of that actually being attached to a bill, you'll see Democrats say, you know what? 
maybe we should hand education back to the states because Republicans are fighting us back and they're not going to want to go down that road of issues with us anymore. Hmm. Let's actually build some energy refineries. Let's actually go ahead and finish the border wall and do some real immigration reform with like English as a national language, building the border wall, doing a background check on immigrants when they come in, making them be able to speak English, know the U.S. Constitution and know uh, the history of the United States so that they know what it means to be an American. Well, one of the things we just recently talked about here on one of the past episodes was the idea of using government, using politics as not an offensive weapon, but rather a defensive weapon. And we see this a lot in the past few years where a lot of Republicans like your, yourself, you're, you're seeing there is a, a standing up and a fighting back saying, listen, we love the ideas of don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, right? I'm a small L libertarian. We, we appreciate those ideas, but right? And there is a big but here. There are folks out there who are going to absolutely use the power of government on us. They're using government as an offensive weapon. So in turn, it's important for us to at least acknowledge this is the game that's being played. And if we're not going to play defense, then we're going to get walked all over. And we've seen that, especially under the uh, the past 10 years, I'd say really with the Obama administration. That was really when I think the, the left thought they could put the pedal to the metal, and they really thought that after 2012, they had this coalition of, it's going to mm-hmm. be you know underrepresented voters, and, and we're going to make everything better going forward by this identity politics. And it worked for a little bit, until all of a sudden your average person decided, no, I'm not playing this game anymore. And fast forward to where we are now in 2022, we've had Donald Trump as president, we've seen right now the average person after the past two years of COVID, I think they just question anything government does. So what better time, Tom, than to go out and actually speak to people and say, hey, you want to try and maybe do some things in a little different way? What perfect time than now? What's been the reception from the voters from that perspective of, hey, if there's ever a good time, why not make it now? I don't sit there and say it's if this is a perfect time. Now I tell them that with everything that's going on in America, we really have one shot left. Uh, being able to stop these types of things. And if we put weak Republicans in and we put uh, these guys that just are mush and wishy-washy and do whatever leadership tells them to do back in office, we're not gaining any ground. You're just putting a Republican up that can sit there and be a puppet for somebody else. This is a moment where we're going to have to propel ideas and be able to advance the concepts of Americanism and what it means to be American, getting government out of the way to make sure that my kids can propel further than me to make sure your kids can go further than you. Every generation is supposed to have that opportunity in the United States. And our government and these politicians that are, you know, what I call small R's, uh, they're not even more libertarian, they're small Republicans because they don't want to do anything, are sitting there saying, oh, I'm a fighter. But when you look at their records, they don't haven't done anything, like nothing. Um, Most of them are happy to rename a post office after spending $200,000 a year on their paycheck with flight benefits or medical benefits and everything else that's higher than that. And, and they don't do anything for us. They don't advocate restricted government. They say, I'm going to go to Washington and fight for you. But they don't understand or can they convey what a fight is. When I say fight for America to people, I actually mean here's what I'm going to do. Like We need to actually advocate for a real Social Security reform with partial privatization. That's something you haven't heard from a Republican in a long time. We need to go to that so that when you pass away, your children can inherit your your money instead of it going into this blank la-la land where most of the money has been going. $18 trillion that both parties have stolen from Americans from the Social Security Trust Fund. $18 trillion. Out of a $30 trillion debt, $18 trillion is owed to Social Security. 
If you stop and think about that, at age 62, you can retire with $87,000 a year right now had the government never touched the program. We need to put that into a constitutional lockbox so they can't steal from it anymore because right now it's, it's legalized theft. We are electing a group of thieves, and we need to stop doing that. We're fighting our own money. The $18 trillion that they've stolen from the Social Security Trust Fund has been done by Democrats and Republicans, and we have to put a drastic end to this. If we don't stop doing it, this country will be bankrupt. So that's why a partial privatization in Social Security is something that would may work for every American across the board. A 62-year-old bus driver, if they pass away, all of that money is lost into this la-la land like I brought up here a second ago. And in, under a partial privatization, the kids would be able to inherit it. 20% would be held back to take care of people with disabilities and survivor benefits. It's something that would make more sense and easily be sellable across this entire country, at least in my mind. Well, you've been out and, and I mean, first, when you're talking to people, I'm sure they're seeing that that slush fund is not really a slush fund. If they watched Ozark, they know it's money laundering. They're, they're, we're basically, to your point, we're electing people to go ahead and be professional money launderers, more or less. But number two, and this is something that I, I think we need to focus on, you're talking about going back and fighting for America. You, you've actually done that literally. You, you served overseas in Afghanistan as a veteran, and you came back to America, mm -hmm. and you saw firsthand... Veterans aren't really being taken care of. And we've seen this time and again, unfortunately, Tom, where those who have gone and served overseas to, to defend America's liberties, they come back home and they're not protected. They're not taking care of themselves. What's your plan and, and what would you say should be the, the government's plan to help those who are coming back and who have fought overseas when they're trying to, to return home? Well, first and foremost, the biggest problem we have is this woke culture. We're asking people to go into a combat zone and fight for their country, be trained to kill people, be trained to clear rooms and do this, all the other things. And they want them to be happy and smiley. They want them to be uh, like this happy person. Well, the problem is there's a lot of anger built up in there, a lot of emotion. We need to make sure when a vet comes back that they don't have to fear losing their rights if they go to mental health in order to help address some of the problems that they may have. Right now, under a Democratic leadership, if a veteran goes to mental health, they risk losing their firearms, their weapons. They risk losing their freedoms, their individual rights. They risk losing their children wow. currently under going to mental health programs. Even if they haven't been violent to their kids, they risk that. It's taking away a lot of the rights from a lot of veterans, and it's creating a situation instead of saying, hey, you're having some problems. Why don't we do some mental health? We're not going to take your rights away. We're not going to do any of that. Let's make it so it's easy for people to be taken care of, make it so they want to roll into the different programs so they can reintegrate into society. And the other part is we got to really sit there and stop being as emotional as a, as a group of people and realizing that people are going to be blunt. They're going to be straightforward because right now it's like if you say anything wrong to a, to a Democrat or one of the more woke individuals, they're just so offended that they can't survive life. And it could be the simplest critique like, you know, you probably did that wrong. I mean, but we need to start making it so there's no penalties for people to go and ask for the assistance that's probably necessary for them to be able to function in society. That is the number one change that we can do. Yeah. The other part is giving them a basic concept of protections that as they go into the private sector that, the you know, let's give some private companies liability protection from a veteran, you know, maybe flipping out on a customer or something like that, give them a liability protection for a year or two so they can start to, you know, move back into society. Certain things like that would do astronomical things in the United States for the veterans community because a lot of the issues they run into, 
they can't get jobs and they can't function here in the United States. And that's what we have to address. Yeah. And let's talk about some of the other issues you're seeing up there in Michigan second, because right now, I mean, top of mind, I would say is the economy, right? Inflation uh, looming, if not already in recession, you're feeling stagflation likely coming very soon. Housing prices are skyrocketing. Uncertainty galore. I mean, truly people are scared there and people, when people are scared, some bad things can happen in the future. So let's help give people a path forward in terms of what would it look like if, let's say, Tom, you're elected and the GOP takes over in 2022. What will you guys do to help hold Joe Biden's feet to the fire, the Democrats' feet to the fire, and actually get us back on some economic sanity moving forward? Well, economic sanity, the thing is, we need to become activists. We need to quit assuming that one leader is going to get us out of our hole. So how we're going to do this is Republicans actually have to stand up and lead individuals. We have to put them together in groups. We have to be willing to go out and do what Newt Gingrich did, like the contract with America, and advocate for an idea. There's only one way we can fix our currency. One, we need to either go back to a gold or silver standard and a story on there in order to actually stabilize U.S. currency on inflation. If we, can't do, if we can't do that, we need to base it upon natural resources. So what I usually pick on is Yellowstone National Forest has trillions of dollars of natural resources under it. I'm not advocating drilling it, and I know Democrats aren't going to advocate drilling it. So what we need to do is if we base our currency on the natural resources of Yellowstone, we know we're never going to drill it. But I think that will make Democrats and Republicans more conscientious of what we're spending money on so they're not risking drilling from like another country if that debt's being taken care of from those natural resources. So we need to stabilize the currency first and foremost so that we can do reduce these gas prices, so that we can reduce the cost of house and increase the value of the dollar. If we start doing that, Americans will start succeeding once again. The other part is we got to quit encouraging people to not go to work. We need to end education visas from other countries. We have too many kids in the United States that have bachelor's degrees and are educated that can't get a, a job where their bachelor's degree would apply to there because we bring in people from other countries, get them out of their mother's basements, and then reform immigration so that they come here, can speak English, and we can get those other lower paying jobs filled after we've made sure every American is employed. That's the other thing we need to do. If we're gonna have immigration in this country, we need to have caps. So when we need workers and we have excessively unemployment, we can sit there and say, okay, we'll bring in this many. As soon as the economy starts to drop, we shut it down. That way we maintain economic prosperity for the Americans here first and take care of Americans first. And, and that's some of the stuff we have to do in order to increase that sanity. But it has to be advocated for as we're going through our society and pointing out that, hey, we need to stabilize our currency. All right, Tom, we're already hard pressed for time. So with that being said, we want to make sure we give folks the call to action where they can go ahead, not only find you to continue the conversation and support your campaign, but also Financial contributions, that definitely hurt, uh, helps, rather, not hurts in an era where uh, it's hard to get the microphone in front of you, no pun intended, but talk to us. What can people do to there to help you out? Here's what we need to do. We only need to put together another 40000 I already put on 200000 of my own dollars right now. And with that, we'll be able to put out another mailer and finish off radio, more digital ads. We are up on radio. Probably put up one TV ad for the tail end there. That's about what we need. So if you want to go to tom.gop to help out, it's appreciated. We'll take any amount. Again, Tom.GOP. None of it goes to the GOP, though, because they don't have a backbone. It's just an easy domain name. And no, we don't use WinRed. We use Anadot. That means the majority of your money actually goes to the campaign and not the Republican Party. 
There you go. Well, that makes it a little bit easier for folks to make the uh, the, the jump to actually put some dollars into the campaigns. I know I always got nervous by giving the uh, the NRCC or name the, uh, the organization there in the GOP any dollars because I didn't know if it was going to go to the right people. Like, I want more people like you and Rand Paul out there and Thomas Massey fighting the good fight. And hey, folks, if you want to go ahead and continue to get folks like Tom in office, well, please do us a favor. Number one, go ahead and support his campaign up in Michigan second. And number two, you know the rule, go ahead and give today's episode a share when you do Please go ahead and give yours truly a tag and also make sure you give Tom a tag. I'll include all of his links there on social media in the show notes. If you're part of the audio uh, listening part of the audience here, all you got to do, click the Brian Nichols Show artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to today's episode where you can find, yes, the entire episode, the entire transcript of the episode, and also you can find the video version of the program. Make sure you head over to the YouTube and hit that subscribe button and also the little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. With that being said, Tom, final thoughts for the audience fire away sir if you're going to sit there and actually fight you need to get active run for school board run for precinct delegate run for anything get involved take over your republican party build a separate organization if you have to to overtake them but the only way we're going to win here in america is we have to build up from the ground up all the way and we just need a couple more fighters in dc 20 years ago it was just ron paul fighting today we have 50 republicans that fight like ron paul did and that's where we need to go. We need to make sure that this is our point of critical mass so we can get 80 to 100 Republicans in. Go to time.gop and let's actually change this country back for the good. There you go, folks. There's your call to action. And with that being said, I will make sure, again, I include all those links so it's easier for you to go ahead and make that uh, step as easy as possible right there in the show notes. With that being said, folks, thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. With that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Tom Norton. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.